GG Poker is the biggest online poker site and they have more players than any other on the internet. Why play anywhere else? They have a wide range of games and unique features that you just can't find on any other site. GG Poker run huge tournaments with big prize pools and they hold the record for the biggest ever prize pool on an online poker tournament. There are games for all players at all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or a seasoned pro, including cash games and exciting tournaments like Bounty Hunters and Sunday Majors. GG Poker offer popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. New players that make their first deposit get £60 in free play, 18+, plus. new UK players only, minimum deposit is £10, full terms and conditions apply, begambleaware.org and please play responsibly. AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients and what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear-headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing a fighting cock for example. One scoop, once a day, before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Does a robot know you like a neighbor? Insurance Corporation will fulfill requests to cover anyone, anything, anytime, anywhere, with most standard algorithm. In the order it was received, please hold. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need always starts with a conversation. Find a Farm Bureau agent at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This episode of The Fighting Cock is dedicated to the memory of Jonathan Waite, who is a supporters liaison officer who uh, worked for Tottenham and did incredible and lovely things for uh, supporters, Spurs supporters, and 
there isn't a man who genuinely loved Tottenham, despite not supporting Spurs, actually, uh, that that loved Tottenham as much as he did and, more importantly, cared about the fans in in a a modern game where clubs don't seem to. He was genuinely a a really, really good man. I had many, many dealings with him. I remember once I I bumped into him at uh, Wembley at a uh, Football Supporters Federation meeting and I suggested rather meekly that... Uh, whether there was any chance that Daniel Levy would come on the podcast and he literally spat coffee over me. Um, He was a funny guy, um, a lovely guy and um, out of everybody at the club that I've spoke to over the last seven years since starting the Fighting Cock, he was the loveliest, truly lovely. Um, We've tweeted an article written by Amanda Jacks of uh, the Football Supporters Federation um, so go and have a look at that article because that really does sum up what a man he was and, uh, and what he did for supporters at Spurs and moreover football generally. So um, yeah, we just want to dedicate this to, to him and and, um, and and hope his family heal in this difficult time. And genuinely, I'll, I'll miss him. Um, yeah, so rest in peace. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Hello and welcome to the Fighting Cop Podcast. This is episode 28, 27, season 8 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Today I'm joined by Ricky, TFC. Hey, hey. And we've got Felonius Phil. Good evening. Tell me one great thing that's happened to you this week. Uh, I saw Harry Kane rescue England. Oh, God, yeah. I saw Harry Redden up and I'm a celebrity. Yeah, what's all that about? Amusing. Is it? <laughs> as much as I can see, yes, I it, does, it doesn't describe me as having the... Um, the kind of face that I hold up to warm weather very well. No, no, no. And um, his face would stink. <laughs> he does look like he'd smell a bit. Just but like under the folds is this kind of white mucus. It's <laughs> oh, disgusting. That might be a bush trucker troll. Oh my god! S- yeah, sorry for the American listening to this. It's a UK reality TV show. Lick Redknapp's face. Um, like a melt with candle. It's gonna look yeah, like. Isn't it? Yeah, we always kind of lovingly described him as having a. A face that's had a, mili- uh, a Wellington boot melted onto it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good summation of his face. Um, Kane, though, and England, to be fair, um, they, they, I'm very excited about them. For the first time in probably ever in my adult life following football, I'm looking at this side and thinking, "This is in, I'm, I'm enjoying this." Yeah. What you got, is that? No, 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 no. no I was waiting for, <laughs> waiting for you to, no, to to finish that. I'm, I'm exactly the same. I mean, like you go through um, peaks and troughs, especially with supporting Spurs uh, and supporting England. Like there, there are a lot of parallels, and when you kind of like supporting one team and uh, and they they almost get it and they don't, it's like picking up another team like that. It's just like mm. I can't be asked for the heartache. Do you know what I mean? And then like now, uh, playing exciting football, uh, a young team. And getting through to the semis of the World Cup, um, and, and that was that was amazing, absolutely amazing. And then how, how the team's progressing now, it's really exciting, and, and especially the, the young players that are being brought in as well. That yeah. I didn't think, you know, uh, but previous managers have always picked on um, player profile, whether or not they're in form or how young they are, or anything like that. And Southgate looks like he's he's just picking uh, players on form. Well, he's involved in the youth de- development of under-21s at England for a he while. Was previously, yeah. yeah uh, T, what, what, why are you excited about it at the moment? What, what is um, it? I'm, I'm kind of excited. It's a bit like, because okay. um, there's so many young players, it's a bit like, you know, watching your kid on sports day. They're crap, you keep cheering them on. Who's that? Who's crap? No, you know, because, um, you know, you're watching some, yesterday for a long spell, you did struggle with Croatia, and they went ahead and I thought, they had all their men behind the ball. I was a bit like, oh, God, you know, how are we going to get through this? Um, Darwin in particular was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But he, um, I think, I think Southgate made the subs at the right time. He brought on Sancho and Lingard, and they made a massive difference. But there's a, there's a bunch of likable players in this team, and it does feel there's a little bit of that nineties uh, feel to of, to England. Of the two players, I think will will make way for these new young exciting players. Dyer and Henderson are the ones that have got to go, really, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's sad to say, really, because. You know, Dar's kind of been... He was one of our most important players. Maybe he still is. Um, you know, maybe the managers see something in him that we don't see. I mean, as we've said over and over again in this pod, the managers have forgotten more about football than we'll ever know, mm. and they keep picking him. 
and he's obviously you, happy with the job he's doing, but it, he did look bad yesterday. Did you ever see a world where Southgate could have created this? Because it feels like he's single-handedly created this. He's done what was necessary for us to get a performance in the World Cup, i.e. play that defensive long ball kind of direct football. Yeah, three at the back. Yeah, three at the back, making sure that set pieces count. And it was enjoyable, although the football wasn't incredible, but he's adapted again post-World Cup. He started to bring in young players and play much more ex- exciting, expansive football. Um, Kane, Lingard and Rashford seem to be linking up well. And it's it just uh, and the most important thing, I think, is the, the relationship with the press that he's managed to create. It's like, that, that's, that's probably the biggest thing he's done, is just made the players very open. Um, I know a um, friend of Spurs fans, um, Craig Mitch, has got, um, got a little social media thing he does with, his, with the England players. That's pretty good. You know, gets... Makes the fans know the players a bit better. Um, mm. You know, it's often talk about you know American sports the way they their relationship with the media. You always get behind the the, the player mm. or behind the fire if it's a combat sport. And the English media is kind of going that way. And I think Southgate's kind of embraced that with the England team. I mean, you see the relationships of that Lingard and Trent Alexander Arnold, who you know play for rival teams, but you know friendly, they're busy mates. Mm. And that, I think Southgate has kind of. Um, He's kind of put the building blocks together. And yeah, I think a lot of it is, is down to just a common sense approach with the media and with how we play. Uh, Kane was described by Southgate as the best finisher in, in or the best goal scorer in world football. And then there seems to be some sort of backlash. I don't know if it's kind of about rival fans or it's whether that's an, a weird statement to make. He, I mean, he's got to be in, in consideration, surely. What, why, why, where is this kind of criticism of Kane coming from, do you think? I, I don't know where the criticism's coming from, but um, like how how can you not think that he is one of the best strikers in the world at the moment? Uh, the, the stats back it up, and no matter what way you want to try and spin it, uh, I get that people are fight, that, that uh, I get rival fans obviously say that because of jealousy, mm. um, and I get that um, because he isn't doing step over after step over, and he's not this. A silky, uh, flashy footballer that uh, people think that he that he isn't the greatest. Like where you have uh, Messi and Neymar and they're full of tricks and taking people on and stuff like that. So it's not it's, sexy, though. No, but I mean, like th- that doesn't matter. I mean, like the, the work that he does off the ball as well as on the ball is is incredible, and it, his work rate in kind of training, everything that he applies himself to, um, he's pushing himself. To, to be to be a great and from, from again I don't like I, I can't I can't put my finger on it. It, 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 is it only the, uh, yeah it does it does bother me because when kind of you wait a lifetime to get a player like that and then you get them and everyone's taking pot shots at them because they haven't done this that and the other um, and well, you, and the thing is as well like to, to signify the, uh, a great player oh yeah but what has he won and like if he if he was to win an FA Cup this season oh it's only the FA Cup if he was to win the league yeah but it's not the Champions League it, it goes on and on so it's I don't know uh, I, 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 I haven't got an answer mm. well, I wouldn't say it upsets me because um, the opinions of non-Spurs fans is an irrelevant um, to be fair um, it's I mean, I can see Ricky's frustration. I do. I'm not going to say I don't feel frustrated at all, because you can see in front of you the stats back it up. The teammates love him. The manager loves him. He works so hard for the team. People say all he does is score goals. I think he's had two assists and a goal in the last two, three games to play for England. The stats keep backing up, and I think he feeds up the negativity. I think. Yeah, yeah. He always because, seems to, to be that way. Yeah, you know, the, the way he started out in the game, they started out at Tottenham. He was a bit of a laughing, laughing stock, really, a bit of a figure of fun. Mm. Anyway, just used to stumble over the ball and stuff, and now he's become the darling of of Tottenham and of the media. Mm. And you know, he looks up to Tom Brady, who's this American footballer who got drafted in the fifth round, which is really, really low, and he's ended up being the MVP or whatever the fuck they call it in American football. And I think Kane's parallels with him and. And Tom Brady. I think as well. Um, like a lot of people talk about, oh, you've got you've got to consistently do it at the highest level. Uh, Ronaldo and <laughs> um, Messi have been doing it for ten years, and Kane's only been doing it a few a few years. And you got to wait until for a few more years for him to hit those levels and stuff like that. Ronaldo uh, and Messi are that they are above great players they are they like for, for the greatest in, in, in football history when we look back in 60 years they will be at the very you know very top of the yeah, list yeah um so it's it's you know 
he's always got to try and strive to hit that. But and I don't think he'll he'll get to like to be in echoed in one of the greatest. But he is at the moment in world football. He is one of the best strikers in the world. I, I think if he stays at Tottenham, he'll be considered our greatest ever player. If he stays for his career, if he breaks the. Jimmy Greaves record I think the issue that people that don't watch him week in week out I think they take away his technical ability uh, how how much vision he has and how well he can strike the ball and his technique there's no doubt come from years and years of practice rather than God-given talent but the balls he plays at, at times the kind of cross-field raping balls that that is a, that, that's something that a class player, only a class player can do I think everybody gets caught up on this world-class thing and what yeah, is world-class yeah. and it means nothing what, what, what is well Is someone who's mercurial like Ronaldo, Neymar, and Messi? All right, Kane isn't going to be like that. But in terms of how effective he is for a, for for us and for England, that is world class delivery. I mean, who would you have as your top three England players? The the best England players. The best three right now. Who you you say the most important players yeah. to England? Attacking, I say attacking to, to 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 narrow it down to what I'm going to say. Um, I'd say uh, Kane, Sterling. And probably Lingard. So, and he probably said Delhi instead of Lingard. But um, one, one yeah, that these are players. Yeah. These are players who get stick by the media and by the fans. And these are three. I mean, even Lingard, Rashford. These are very important players to England and how we play and to our results. And they get dogs abused. And it's just, I guess, it's just the English race. It's just, just the way it is. It's, it's, it's also Spurs fans as well. Buzzing bugs on Twitter. He says, "My dad, a season ticket holder, still isn't sold on Harry Kane." So my question is, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That question, baby. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just the way it's the way he looks. It's the way he runs. Does it look like he's quick? Does it look like he's particularly skillful? He just keeps scoring these goals, and I just think people just don't get it. I, I, I don't. I understand that. I don't get it. I don't understand how he's risen in the way he has, based on what we knew about him before. Although, to be fair to Windy, he said very, very early, early on he was much better player than Windy's we, living off that though, and we've got to let it go now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Enough but, time has passed. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that we as fans didn't see the quality there. Yeah. Same with with Bow at the beginning, but um, uh, I, I don't know what your dad is on, and um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what maybe game it might be early onset Alzheimer's might be. <laughs> I mean, like, like you just said there, Gareth Bale. Like people would put Gareth Bale as world class. Yeah. So, so what? But what's he done what, what, compared to? What, like, all right, exactly. He's, he's the, won a Champions League with Real Madrid for sure. Yeah. But in terms of his individual contribution, it's less than Keynes's for Spurs in a harder job. Some might say. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, Jane Pennant was that right? Jan Pan sixty six says me and my old man were discussing who is the best English footballer. Uh, of all time in, footballer for England he says Paul Scholes and he's a Man United supporter so I have no clue why he, does, he doesn't have Bobby Charlton I have Bobby Moore who loves a good defender and have to mention Gary Lineker as I'm a Spurs fan who do you have the best England player ever it's a tough one I'd probably say Bobby Charlton I don't remember him mate no, I, it's it's not old as fuck, <laughs> I obviously don't remember him but I just think in terms of head? yeah he's bored from like the age of 20 good um, but <laughs> fuck that guy but yeah, I think... Is he still alive? He is still alive. He's yeah, about well, 80 years old. I've got that guy. But, but yeah, I just think, obviously, I mean, obviously he, won, he won the World Cup for, for, for England. He's a big part of that. And um, I don't know, it's a bit, a bit sad that the best players like 60-odd years ago. Um, I mean, since Bobby Charlton, I mean, you'd have Gazza in the equation. You'd have Brian Robson, Rooney, Kane, dare we say. Do you know what, what he did? Hey. Gazza. Yeah, we're going to talk about him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a bad man. Not well, a bad man. He's not guilty yet. Innocent to be proven guilty. No, but it's, it's, it's the latest of a long line of. Um... Oh, it's Gazer in the running order? He is, yeah. All right, cool. Um, it's, what, 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 do you think, what, what do you think of uh, uh, the Nations League and how, the impact it's had? Well, Ricky doesn't get it. Yeah, I'd, I don't enjoy, I'd enjoy it more if I got it. Anyway. <laughs> well, I don't you, get it. You I don't know what's going on. Well, I don't know what happens now. Like, we've got to play semis yeah. in the next summer. So we've got. So, so what happens if we win it all together? What, what happens to us well, then? We get we, a trophy. Well, yeah, you get the trophy. And then, do, do we get to qualify for the yeah. next tournament? Well, no, about, not, any qualifiers? not hundred percent. It's it's oh. like. It's likely, Maybe. yeah. It's, yeah, Maybe. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we'll decide. We're nearer the time. I, I, I don't think the. I don't think the, the the important thing isn't what you get in terms of like it, it's the glory of it. 
And I think the only reason people are digging it is because the players clearly give a shit and all the, all the nations have bought into it. So when Croatia beat um, Spain. Spain, they went mental. And when uh, and obviously when we got the result against Croatia, it seemed more important than just a meaninglessly friendly where a, a manager will send in seven subs and destroy the game. I had this impression like it was kind of... Uh, built for as, as well as uh, the, the smaller nations. So if they did qualify, like if you win the League Cup, you go into the Europa League. Like if you win this, it, like you don't have to do the qualifying, you just go straight into the tournament. So that like the, the, the smaller nations would be trying a lot harder just to as, as another route well, in. They, they they they're playing teams on their level, so yeah, they kind of go up the leagues as well. So yeah. it's, helpful, it's helpful to them. It's not like Gibraltar like, just getting pumped every time they go into a group. I mean, they played Armenia and they got pumped by Armenia, but I think they've won a couple of... They might have they, won a game here and They there. won against Armenia as well, I think, yeah. in Gibraltar. They won their first ever game. Ah, uh, yeah, I did see yeah. that, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. As well. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, it's, it's one of those divisive things in a sense that, um, from an England point of view, from a Spurs point of view, we've got more games that are meaningful. So... I guess in a, in a season, you only play for England, you're normally given that. It's not like a day of playing for England. You play against Estonia, you're in 4-5-0. Mm. You play for 70 minutes. And that's yeah, it, yeah. But you're playing you're playing these, well, six six games? No, no, four games, sorry. Four pelt against Spain home and away and Croatia home and away, I think it was. So so I guess there is that. And then, you know, obviously, it's a way for the FAs to make more money. But I think it's, I think we wanted to see fewer friendlies. and Yeah, that's what we got. Yeah. What about like um, how how do you feel like uh, obviously you, you, you're both enjoying it but what about the kind of uh, obviously uh, the, the teams are going for it and what about the potential for burnout injuries and shit like that because I mean obviously with Spurs well, and their injuries at the moment I don't want to see yeah any more injuries or it's done now you isn't know it? the World Cup as well coming back late a lot of the players yeah did. yeah yeah but it's done it's done the whole thing's done now until June next year yeah All so right. it's not really. I don't think that's an issue. There's, I guess some managers might be a little bit concerned because of the amount... This, that was a proper game against Croatia. It was a game of football that both wanted to win and they, they were both playing 100%, so you'd be a little bit at risk or worried about injury. Denmark, apparently, are going to be playing Ericsson and their brother because they've already won it and their manager's insisting that Ericsson's going to play, apparently. So. Well, I guess he's probably their Brilliant. main guy for marketing and, and all the rest of it. All right. but, um, oh. So something else I've noticed is that... Um, all the teams have finished in the fight in the last four of the World Cup. Uh, I think only England are through so far. Um, Belgium are out. They got pummeled by Switzerland. Germany, Germany got relegated. Yeah, Germany got relegated. And who's the other team? Yeah, Belgium getting pumped is great. Fuck. Croatia, obviously. We obviously beat Croatia, so they're out. Mm. So France, I think France are playing tonight or tomorrow. So France, got, we're the only team in the last four have progressed. So. Lovely. Yeah. All right, that's it for the very, uh, very um, short first half because obviously it's England but in the second half what we're going to be doing is talking a bit about what's going on at Spurs we're going to answer your questions and because it was quite popular last time people quite liked it we're going to ask some more, answer some more questions about the fighting cock Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update. And as it's International Week, I'm going to do something slightly different this week. And it's good timing because I had a question on Reddit from Londonman007 Bond. He said, quote, I've got a question specifically for Windy Coys. If Onima had not gone on loan, do you think he would have started a couple of games for us or been used as an option off the bench to rest players in the midfield? I remember going to some youth games to watch Josh play and he looked like a real talent. He's not playing the best for Wednesday. However, he's still getting called up to England at youth level, which would suggest he's a decent player, end quote. And I think it's a really good point. So Onomo is an interesting um, case because whenever I mention him on Twitter or anywhere, actually, I get comments along the lines of, yeah, but he's clearly not good enough. Um, Onomo's rubbish. He's never taken his chances for Spurs, etc., etc. And he's quite an interesting case because... He did get chances for Spurs when he was, what, 18, 19? And it was primarily um, on the left wing or even as number 10. And I've said from the very beginning that I think Onoma's best position is as an eight, uh, the Dembele role as such, where you're not expected to particularly be creative, but what you are expected to do is be defensively sound and carry the ball from defence through midfield and getting the ball into progressive areas. And he had really good passing stats 
for Villa last year in terms of making progressive passes in midfield. And I think that's an underrated element to his game. So my view on Onoma is um, that at youth level, first year of academy and, and even before that, he was playing at under 18s as a 14-year-old. He was exceptional, really, really exceptional. He was one of the best players in our academy, without a shadow of a doubt. And he was better than Winks. Um, he was our go-to guy in midfield. You'd give him the ball and he'd do something. But also he was a really strong defensive presence as well. He kind of had a bit of everything to his game. And as listeners will know, I have problems with our under-23 setup, and it was under-21 previously, and how we're progressing players from academy and beyond to our first team. And I think that's where things started to go wrong for Onima. That also... Um, what also happened was Pochettino had this rule as such where if he felt a player had potential he would keep them around the first team squad which is good in the sense of um, getting used to the structures required in the first team and the training regimes but not so good if you want them to have games and experience and Onoma was essentially not playing football for the first team not playing football for the under 23s and not on loan so he was training and I felt personally as though that was a bad decision. I wanted Onoma to be out on loan. And I feel that had he gone out on loan as an 18-year-old, then by now we might have a player that we could feasibly use as a first-team squad rotation. If not, then we perhaps could have sold him on for profit by this point. Um, so Onoma was part of the England under-20 side that won the World Cup. So alongside him were our own Kyle Walker-Peters players like Jake uh, Clark Salter at Chelsea Tamori of Chelsea John Joe Kenny of Everton uh, Lewis Cook of Bournemouth of course Maitland Niles of Arsenal who's, who's a really good player um, and Dominic Solanke Calvert-Lewin and Lookman so a, a really strong group some of whom have gone on to have uh, regular game time for their clubs others who have not and Onuma is one of those who hasn't. Eventually, we have let him out on loan. Rumours were that he came back from the Under-20 World Club, Cup, beginning to believe that perhaps he'd made it. Um, don't know how true that was. But Pochettino wanted to send him out on, on loan to give him a bit of a wake-up call. So he went to Villa. And as I said, his stats were fine for Villa. His, his performances were largely inconsistent. But again, he was played in various positions, which I th- felt wasn't particularly helpful. And uh, perhaps, therefore, we didn't choose him the best club. They were also playing a lot of long ball under Steve Bruce, which, again, wasn't suited to him. He's more of a technical player who wants a defeat. And I don't think he was um, utilised his best. I don't think he performed his best. And yet his passing progression numbers were, were decent. This year, as of course, he's at Wednesday. He's had some good games. He's had some bad games. Uh, he's been using consistently and Wednesday are a pretty poor team this year. They're struggling towards the bottom of the table. So I think Onuma's chances of breaking through at Spurs are, are dwindling as the years go on. I think we've failed him in terms of finding him appropriate loans, failed him in terms of not giving him loans or matches when he was younger. But you could argue uh, that he hasn't taken chances when, when they've come to him. That said, I still strongly believe that Josh Onomo is a really talented player and that if we were to stick with him, whether we will or not remains to be seen, we could get a tune out of him. And I'd like to think that he'll go on to have a good career and the fact that he's still in the England under-21 squad despite not playing uh, regular consistent football speaks volumes for him. That's uh, a very long uh, discussion about Josh Onoma, but hopefully that's been of interest to you. If anyone else has any questions about youth players or my thoughts on the, the setups or whatever, please feel free to drop me a line either through Reddit, uh, through Twitter, or you can get me at windy at windycoys.com. Um, but I'll be back next week with the usual roundup of, of Academy and Lonies. So that's it for this week. If you're interested in more on young players, follow me on Twitter at windycoys. That's coys for coming your spurs. Second half of the Flying God podcast. Thank you very much, Windy. Cheers, Wins. Cheers. Fourth. Uh, got a man in the match for Argentina. What the fuck's going on? There he is. Oh, oh is trying to mine sweep my beer? No, it's not mine. It's empty. Go on. There you go, thanks. It's correct content. This yours is mine. Yeah. All right. Do you remember you, when, when we used to go out when we were younger? Yeah. And uh, you had a massive issue if I had a sip of your drink? Yeah, I, I always remember I'd come over with Ben and Hare, Ben and Hare, 
and I'd bring my, my pints over, mm. and then I'd be like two of them at the same time, and I'd say, "Can you hold it?" And you would take a swig from both of them, and then I couldn't drink from them. <laughs> what was you worried about? I don't know. It's germs and that, innit? Oh, you're over that now. Yeah, I, I have to be. Yeah, give us a sip of that. No maybe. way. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Foyth is. Um, I don't know what's going on. I mean, maybe he's. Maybe maybe he is, like the next Beckenbauer. Yeah, maybe he had the injury. You know, got on the Ivan Drago routine, and he's you know, back. He's pumped up. Do you think if he didn't look like a like a literally like a like um, an infant? Yeah, he looked like he'd do well on the kind of gay scene as a twink. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, well, no, of course not. Just <laughs> point out. I'm not suggesting there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying he'd be very attractive to a big gay bear. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that, yeah. You know, there's arms arms enveloped around him. <laughs> I'd like that. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. Well, a, a, a big gay bear is a warm embrace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel safe. Has to be the hairiest man alive, though. Can't be... Has to be a... <laughs> well, well, you didn't say that to begin with. That's not that's a big gay bear. Is, is, yeah. is, have I got it wrong? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure someone told me. Uh, Spurs, you, you team uh, facing Millwall at the Den on December 17th in the FA Youth Cup. So, so, a couple of people going, should we do an 1882 for that? No! Why? <laughs> Why the fuck would you do that? We've had so many messages asking about 1882. Yeah. I mean, you've explained already about Wembley. Um, as for that game, I mean, I'm kind of with Flav on that. If you want to go, go. You don't need the banner of 1882 to go and watch the game and target. Because Spurs and Mill have had history. Did they? Yeah, what, in terms of hooliganism. Yeah. I'm not aware, so. Uh, well, that, the story goes... Wasn't there a pre-season friendly in the early noughties? That kind of went a bit... No, it wasn't that. It was earlier than that. Apparently there was, uh, as I understand it, and this is kind of... I'm, I'm scratching for details here, but um, there was a arranged meet between Tottenham and Millwall's firms in the 80s at London Bridge... And they had a massive off. And after it, there was like a mutual respect between the, the two firms and they they kind of buried the hatchet somewhat. I, that might be wrong. If anyone was involved in that and would like to come on the podcast and talk to us about it, um, please do. That would be incredible. But um, that's how I understand it. But, but that aside, going to a youth game with all sort of singing and putting it on the internet that you're all going, yeah. probably not the best idea. Yeah. Um, do you see the Spurs NFL shirts? Yeah, um... It came in... People getting mad angry about it. I mean, apparently Chelsea done it too. The Chelsea are sponsored by Nike as well. Um, I'm not that bothered about it. It's the way football is now. You can appeal to a new market. If I mean, what, the shirts are 95 quid each, apparently. Fuck me, are they? Jesus. But I don't know how much an NFL shirt costs. I don't know. I mean, an authentic NBA jersey, I know, costs 300 quid. What? In shops? An authentic one, yeah. An authentic Spurs shirt costs a hundred. Is this ma- like a ma- the wear- what the ki- the players yeah, wear? We, what we get in sports started now is replica, yeah, but, but authentic. In the, uh, an authentic NFL jersey might be two hundred. I'm, I'm just guessing. And NBA is a, it's a fucking vest. Like, but it's not fitted, is it? It's not like special material. No, um, I mean, sort of bored and non-American sports fans here. But what the what they do in the NBA, they keep their kits for seasons and seasons, but they bring out these special edition kits. So on Christmas Day. They wear they play on Christmas Day and they wear mm. retro kits, and they also have this thing called the city kits. So our city kit equivalent would be the green shirt with the skyline of Tottenham. Okay. And Miami Heat, for example, they got a Miami Vice theme. Don't know where I'm going with all this, but but um, yeah, so yeah, that's, that's how much an NFL shirt costs, and people are kicking off. But you know, it's, it's, if you don't want to buy it, don't buy it. It's not no point. See, do you remember when we went to uh, Manchester uh, for the uh, FBAs? <laughs> I do because it was around this time uh, all those years ago. Yeah, it was, it was. And you, um, you, you lost your shoes on the way up, didn't you? I, I did, yes. Yeah, you wasn't very happy. No, no. Um, <laughs> but there's a, there's a part of the story that I didn't tell you guys until recently. You threw the show, shoes in the bin. No, no, right. no, no, no. Um, because I left my bag on the train, yeah. which had my shoes in it. Yeah. Um, I had to pay seven quid to get that bag back. Fucking hell. Seething. Yeah, I bet. I'd calmed down by then. Do, like, do you remember? Uh, cases because you was in you you hadn't spoken for about two hours and uh you was in your other room i think you were punching the television or something and um if, if you've seen me punch i don't know if i had a broken wrist uh, i've got no form of my punching what i'm getting at here uh in a very long-winded um <laughs> a uh kind of tenuous link do you remember in case went in and he, he brought you a present 
Yeah, I've still got it in my wardrobe. Yeah, it was a, it was a uh, Adidas Jamaica uh, Jamaica tracksuit top. Tracksuit top. And Case was like, "Dragon T would like this," and we was like, "Yeah, go on, go and give it to him." <laughs> Case went into the next door hotel room, and then he came back and he went, "He didn't really say much." <laughs> I've never worn it. It's um, how it's can I describe horrible, it? How can I describe it? It's, it's a black tracksuit top. Um, I think it was a few years ago when they were like themed Adidas tracksuit tops. This is a Jamaica theme, and on the back had like a beach. Yeah, the beach is just like uh, uh, it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. And you're like a snappy dresser. You always I, you always look great. I try to be. It's, it's like Jim Davidson designed it. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't know what Case was thinking really. I, I wonder if he. I don't know, actually. He just thought, oh, it's got Jamaica on it too. We like it. <laughs> it's, it's, to be fair, Casey's one of the best human beings alive. And uh, yeah, I, no, he is. From him, I'm, I would take it. I, I look at it and go, he's going to hate that. <laughs> Definitely take it in. Uh, yeah, God bless you, Casey. Casey's come down for the Arsenal game, 2nd of uh, December. Yes! Uh, I'm going to say it, yeah. Ask him, for, ask him to have a look at his abs. I mean, yeah, go and film three, won't mind. He's work, worked hard for it. Uh, he, um, he is one of 300 people. So yes. far, to buy tickets for that. Fuck it out! 300! Spartanship. Yeah. Oh, it, no, okay. and, and, you know, Case does look like a Spartan, so there's that. Anyway, uh, Modric THFC Reddit. If you want to get tickets still, you can, by the way. Um, we've tried to increase the capacity. It's uh, thefightingcop.co.uk for slash social. And you can also get one for the Paul Robinson live show, uh, which is going to precede the Barcelona game as well. So come down, watch out with us. It's going to be fun. Uh, Modric THFC on Reddit, he says, it's surely time for Spurs fans to stop defending Gaza. It's 2018. The things that he's done is just not acceptable. And you know with uh, you know with what the same with Van der Vaart, scoring goals against Willich doesn't make it acceptable to hit your wife. We can go. We can, we can rip off that last line alone, but oh, we're, we're, we're going to be good. That's a big one. Uh, Ricky's panicking. He looks like yeah. you're panicking. He, he had a joke ready, but he... he no, no, I didn't, no, I didn't have a, <laughs> didn't have a joke ready. Um... um uh, the way I mean, the way I see it is that I appreciate that Gascoigne is, is a legend of Spurs. Um, in that context, I'll always admire him. Italian Nightly, I'll always admire him. Um, I don't think much of him as as a human being and as a person. Um, and you can you can kind of separate the two really. Mm. Um, and and the Van der Vaart is the same. Um, you know, he gave me some good memories and what he did off the pitch. Takes a little bit away from it, but I just think it's a slippery slope because you've got um, what Hugo did. Uh-huh. Um, Ledley King allegedly, what he said to that bouncer, I've not seen any proof that he did say it. What? Well, apparently he called, he, he racially abused a bouncer when he was out, when he was out in the piss once. Yeah, you know what he said. What did he say? I'm not saying a word. Oh. <laughs> because I'm not a scumbag, but yeah. Well, no, it's not, it's not your opinion, is it? We're just uh, asking for you to let us know what Ledley King said to the bouncer. It's, a, it's, a, it's an abusive term for Asians in the UK. Okay, we'll leave that there. But, um, um, but no, I think... Um, I, I mean, there's the, a wider question here, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, you can acknowledge... Can, can uh, uh, an ethnic minority be racist? Do you want to deal with that one, too? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe on the 30% show I could talk about right, the enough. structure of racism and how it works. Uh, so I keep drinking Ricky's beer. Um, so I, 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 my, my thing is that I, once, I mean, once they've, they've left Spurs, I don't really think about them again. And, and like, human beings make terrible decisions all the time and do stupid things. Uh, but once they've left, I don't think about them, don't talk about them, don't really, unless it's something on the pod. So... What Gazza's done after he left Spurs is kind of irrelevant. I don't even think of him as a hero or a legend. I don't think about him at all, really. Like, the same with Bale, anyone who's left us. It's like, it's, that bit's done now, and I don't hold them up to be anything other than they played football for us once. It's not like a... That's why I think it doesn't affect me much. I guess if people are going around saying, yeah, Gazza's the greatest, he's an incredible human being, and... Um, Van der Vaart was incredible, but yeah, the, the, you know it doesn't matter that he beat his wife. Then you you've got to answer for that. But I don't really talk about them at all, really, unless. Well, it's a bit like if anyone talks about any of these guys in a positive light, they th- they feel that you accept that what they did is okay, and that's not really the case. You can't you kind of get an eight one on one and get in four. Mm. If I say, "Oh, I love what Gaza did for Tottenham," it doesn't mean that I'm okay with 
him racially abusing someone, him beating his wife, and what he's allegedly been accused of doing today. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, like, it's a, it, like, between both of you, really, I mean, it's... Like, uh, Gazza playing for Spurs, he was amazing. The stories as well of what he used to get up to and his jokey antics and stuff like that. It's absolutely great, but, you know, uh, behind the scenes of, you know, of what, what he has done or alleged to have done is inexcusable. And the, and, and the stuff of him playing for Tottenham, it doesn't... Just because you you, you celebrate it, uh, him as a player and those other sides, it doesn't mean that you're excusing for the actions that he's taken outside. Mm. And like you said as well, Flab, that, you know, we're all human beings. We all make mistakes. Um, but... I, Again, if it's like mistakes that are, are, are carrying on, or you know, it's 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 a difficult one to call. And and the same with uh, with uh, Van der Vaart as well. He's given us some, you know, like I remember his great memories more uh, because I was old enough to remember it and, mm. and watch it. But um, again, like for you know the the allegations of him hitting his wife, the, the, those experiences that that those players are giving you. It doesn't make you inexcusable for 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 those other yeah. things that, that happen in in real life. It's a lot, a lot easier to take a moral stand once the players left the club as well. I mean, if you like, people have issues with Lucas Moura, and we talked about it a bit on the pod before. But like, if you feel that strongly about it, then you, you need to do something about it. And my uh, my answer about how you go about that would be to stop watching and stop going and boycott because that's the only way you can really demonstrate how 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 strongly you feel about it if you're still watching Lucas Moura score goals and you're celebrating those goals when they go in then you're as much a hypocrite as the majority of us when we like or, or admire players that have done things that are you know dubious before and it goes we've said it T you said this before about watching or listening to music of artists that have done bad stuff and I've said that with XXX Tentacion needs He's a pretty horrendous individual, but yeah. his album's great, so I don't know. It, like... I, mean, I mean, I guess with football is that they're not doing, on the pitch, they're not doing what they're doing away from the pitch. So, for example, if a singer sings about how's, how's, being horrible to... How's Van Der going to beat a woman on no, the pitch? Well, maybe when he celebrates the goal. Just runs into the crowd. Yeah, that's big women. women all over the gaff. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess it means that maybe they embody... What they what they do away from it. I mean, I guess R. Kelly. I mean, I said it before. I mean, R. Kelly being an example. R. Kelly, though, did you see the footage of him at a concert recently? It was wasn't that, recent, but yeah. Oh, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Women grips him up. Yeah, I mean, he's got he's got some very very ardent fans who Shit, love him. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I think in life, so many people are unhappy. I mean, today is International Men's Day, and a lot of what that's centered around is mental health, and you know, just breaking breaking away the stigma of mental health and. If something makes you happy in life, by and large, if it's not harming other people, then let people enjoy. I, I, I don't get how people can still enjoy R. Kelly's music after what he's been accused of. But mm. if it gives them two hours of happiness seeing the guy perform his songs in in concert, then just let them enjoy it, man. I'm sure there's people out there listening to Gary Glitter's music still, <laughs> and if they want to enjoy that, I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure though. I mean, who? To be, to be fair, come you're on, wrong. come on. <laughs> Um, you might get royalties for you singing that, so... Oh, shit. You've done, a, you've done a wrong one. Anyway, let's move on. OK. Uh, uh, Correa Amit on Twitter, he says, Spurs win the league if you're willing to cook and eat the famous poisonous Japanese fish fugu. You can only watch a vi- YouTube video on how to remove the poison once, yes or no? This is a great question. <laughs> <laughs> Do you imagine it? Do you imagine so you, you load up YouTube, you got it, and you're like, fucking hell, concentrate, 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 concentrate. And then you get a text, and you look down at it, and you're like, fuck, it's gone. Fucking, do I do it? Do I do it? What, what's, what happens when you eat this fish? Does it just fucking kill you? Or? Well, I don't know, I've never had a Simpsons episode if it's real life. Uh, my, my missus, she, uh, she broke her iPhone mm. and uh, she didn't want to pay the money to, to get it uh, fixed. So I, I bought a screen online, uh, got it sent, watched a YouTube video, watched where they und- done all the unscrewing and how they put it back together again. And I watched it two or three times and like, I, I was like, yep. Done it, Got sorted. It. So I unscrewed everything. There was like sixteen screws. Put everything back together. There was one screw that, that I'd forgotten where it went. <laughs> but then the magic happened. I turned it on. Everything illuminated underneath it. White screen. Oh. 
I, I'd done it wrong. What did you do? I just had to go to a shop and get them pay hundred quid until yeah. they fixed it. <laughs> just throw it at yeah, a yeah. wall. No, no, I just admitted, admitted that sometimes you just can't do things, and even if you watch YouTube and Google it, it's going to fuck up. So, yeah. I, that's I, a, I, I, I can't take that chance. That's a pretty compelling argument, to be yeah. fair. I, I, I don't see a world where anyone does this, because, um, it, look, it's not the end of the world if we don't win the league. It's quite hard to bloody win the we, league. We, we have lived my entire life without us winning. And you still love Spurs. And I'm old as fuck. Yeah. And, I still love Spurs. <laughs> you still love Spurs. And, um, you know, no, there's people I'm responsible for and need to take care of. And while, obviously, football and watching Spurs win the league would be incredible... I can't see a world where I've got this fucking fish in front of me. I'm sitting in my bedroom looking at a YouTube video about how to eat it because there's some sort of mythical god that's going to grant us a league afterwards. What, what about if... Uh, can you watch the YouTube video first and then make a decision? Because it might just be something really simple. Yeah, like chop the head off. Yeah, yeah, or just get rid of the gallbladder as you, as you just kind of... Yeah, I, even then I'm worried about a little bit of seeping. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Why the fuck do these people eat this shit? You know, it's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Um, Nico one five zero on Twitter says managed to convince my kids to call me call one of the new chickens Coco Lamella, and he's a petulant but skillful little bastard. What pets have you named after Spurs? And if each one each first team member was an animal, what animal would it be? We're not going for each five, no. but have you, have you ever have you ever? Um, Named a pet. I've never oh. owned a pet. I'm not an animal lover. Yeah, that's uh, that <laughs> so it's probably a bad question for me. Yeah. yeah. Has anyone said to you in your life, "Can we get a cat"? Yeah. To be fair. Um, <laughs> what did you say? To be fair, there was a hamster called um, Benoit and one called Rafa. Okay. What happened to them? Well, they're no longer with us. Obviously, they don't live forever. What did you do? What did I do? Yeah. I kind of went off, went off the top of the panel and gave him a Randy Savage elbow. <laughs> No, they 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 dabbled up to all causes. Just booted them out the attic window. Um, yeah, volleyed as well, drop kick. Oh, how did you get rid of them? Like a proper bear in the what? back garden. Hamster. Yeah, I mean, it's a kid. I mean, you know, there's no, a kid. That, I, you know, it's, no, a, it's a kid's when, hamster. When um, my missus' kids, their hamster died. Uh, one of them died because the little boy, when he was like four, put it in a sock and swung it around in the air because <laughs> he thought it would be fun for the hamster. That was good. Um, I just grab them by the ear when they die. Grab the hamster, put it in the toilet. And then flush it, and I go. There you go. This is what happens. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, I uh, this pod's come with a trigger warning. I had Harry. I had Harry the ha- uh, cockerel uh, for uh, about a year. I told this on the pod, but it the did, yeah. fucking dog came in and killed it. It's fucking horrible. And now he he fathered a chick that turned into a cockerel. And that's fucking shit. That one does fuck all. <laughs> Like, he used to strut around the place like he was Billy Big Boy, looks like a cockle should, and this one's just like, can't really be asked being a cockle. That's the thing, when you have an alpha male parent, sometimes it doesn't always rub off on the kid, you know. Yeah, I'm getting sick of that cockle. It might, something might happen to it. Let's find a dog. Well, yeah, maybe I'll get my dog on it. Any other players that you think would uh, suit an animal? Uh, Sissoko? Yeah? Yeah, uh, Stallion. I, I, think, I think he'd be a, a cat. A thoroughbred. I think he'd be a caterpillar. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I think he'd be a caterpillar and now he's a butterfly. Mm. There you go, evolution and that. Lovely. No, you, yeah, Harry Kane would be a stallion, like a proper... Like, I, I was, Harry Kane would be a dog. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to go for something completely different. Oh, go on. Uh, Brazilian wandering spider. It's deadly. Mm. And when Brazilian wandering spiders, they're, they're known that when they bite, bite men... Uh, that they go through um, excruciating erections for hours on end. So when Kane scores, that's what happens to me. Is that, is that really... just walking around with a swollen... <laughs> Black lace. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Trippier, the ferret. Oh, I don't know. Like, uh, one-trick pony. Um, <laughs> six, pony. 672 says, which cartoon character would you have shagged if they were real life for me? Can't choose between Penelope Pitstop and the one from Scooby-Doo. Can't remember the name. This is fucking weird, isn't it? Uh, but I don't know what happened. Jessica, <laughs> Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> You're saying this is weird, like, and you just got uh, like, as soon as you finish that, it's like Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, Jessica yeah. Rabbit. It's weird though, because when as a kid, when you was watching, um, watching, was it Peter Peter Rabbit? No, Roger Rabbit. Roger, Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit. Um, I, you was watching it, and you fucking got a proper stunk on watching a cartoon. You're like, what the fuck's going on? Um, but now it happens. Jordan, you can knock one out to Jessica Rabbit now. 
Probably. Okay. Probably. I quite like the uh, mum from The Incredibles as well. <laughs> oh god, yeah, she's Peng. Yeah. yeah, she's got uh, she got she got a nice back. But what are we talking about? Fucking cartoons. <laughs> oh, man, Someone asked a question. She's got a nice back. We asked a question, man. That's what we. That's what we do. Um, okay, so we've got some questions about the fighting cock generally, because um, people quite liked it last time. So we'll go for another ten minutes or so, and uh, we'll wrap up. Um, so people asked. We'll get there. Mind it. Hang on a minute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Benjo Taylor says we need to talk about the passion update. That was one thing that Alex from Bristol did. It was fucking garbage. Yeah, one job, Alex. <laughs> Just binned it. One job. Uh, James Savage says, did the fighting cock have any influence on the huge terrace at the Park Lane? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 we did. Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, we just... Daniel rang me up and he went, um, do you think a single-tier terrace at Tottenham, do you think the fighting cock would approve of that? Yeah. And I said, yes, yes, Daniel. Of uh, course. Please go ahead, carry on. Um, what the, the people think we have this sort of influence? I mean, Fuck no. No, absolutely not. No. We had no influence on any, anything. I've got a question. Right. From PRS Guitars 451 on Reddit. Would you rather have sex with a porn star, Tawny Roberts, don't know that is, one time, but nobody will ever believe it happened, no pixel proof allowed, or turn down text of a porn star, but have all your mates know you could have? What's the second part of that? It's yeah. confusing. So turn down text of a porn star, mm. but all your mates know that you could have had it if you wanted to. Um, I, I'm not, I don't think I'd have sex with a porn star. I can't think of any that I'd be desperate to. Because, I mean, I'd... Um, no, don't know. I don't know any porn stars. Yeah, but, but you don't. You've yeah. seen you, got, you haven't got a favourite porn star? Nah. Stop, stop, I stopped up with mindies, mate. Oh, you're a fucking so weirdo. <laughs> um, so, no, <laughs> look, uh, well, this, this section's about the fighting cock now, T. Oh, sorry. Um, so, Fra- uh, Francesco Sidoli, he says, uh, fighting cock social question, is the EV bar going to be the venue of choice from now on? People are, like, like, complaining that it's in South London. Do you know how fucking hard it is to get a bar to agree to allow 300 football fans in and allow them to kind of behave in the way football fans do? Very, very, very hard. But these people are providing problems and not solutions. Don't, don't give us problems, mate. Give us solutions. Don't come to us saying, well, why do you find a problem in North London? Find us a place in North London mm. or don't say anything. Give us solutions. I only want solutions. If you've got problems, then go away. <laughs> but, but, uh, it's that you know what Flav a few people have asked you know you left Ball Street last week mm. oh, yeah. what are your plans for the fun yeah yeah I did I left, I left Ball- there's lovely messages come through actually lots of people saying really nice stuff I want to shout out to Simon from New Zealand who sent a, a message that nearly made me cry to be honest but um it was uh, it was a picture of his penis. <laughs> it was rank. Um, no, it wasn't. It was it was a lovely thing that he sent, and um, you know, talking about the fighting cock and what it means to him and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, I left left Ball Street uh, because I think we've got an opportunity to make the fighting cock something else and work on it on a a, um, a proper level. It's always just been kind of a passion project for a while, and, um, and now we're in a situation where I can leave my job to pursue or create something with a fighting cock that Spurs fans are proud of and I get paid for. And who knows, if it becomes bigger and we can do other things, some of the other guys can come on board as well. So the plan is to make quality content around the fighting cock. That'd be podcasts, documentaries, films, um, uh, different podcasts, uh, quality merchandise, like stuff that people look at and think, that's like... An, like just a pot quality t-shirt not yeah. not like you know some of, the, some of the stuff we've done previously which I love still which is kind of a head on, on, on a t-shirt we're, we're kind of working with um, designers to come up with new stuff lots of exciting things coming um, at the end of the month uh, start of December uh, a lot more will become clear but um, yeah thanks for all the nice messages it's a fucking dream to be able to do this and actually can I say for the record without all of the boys on the fighting cock and everybody none of it would have been possible I couldn't be able to do this without you lot, so thank you so much. Amazing. What, what else you got? Uh, no, I, 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 haven't got, I haven't got a last question. I've got an update from uh, from Chris doing the uh, marathon run. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, thank you for your support to all the 30 percenters who have sponsored me. Uh, I'm feeling the love from Spurs. Do you remember uh, Headway Chris, who's going to be Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Uh, ever since you read out my story on your football radio program, I've been reinvigorated in my fundraising efforts to beat some of the world's greatest evils. That being in this order. Number three, the lack of support for head injured people. Number two, cancer of all kinds. And number three, Bardi's continuing reign of the terror on the pod. <laughs> uh, just the other day, I walked past a group of people. Huntra. It's a tough one. There's a beer waving in the air. From <laughs> well, I won't go through all of this, but everybody who has uh, donated to uh, Chris's charity page, uh, he wants to thank you from the bottom of his heart because there's been a lot of coys on there. And if anyone else wants to uh, donate, it's on my pinned tweet, which is Ricky TFC. Um, and we need to beat Bardi. I'm training Chris uh, to beat Bardi's marathon score uh, at time so that uh, we can ban him from... I did say ban him from the pod from six months, and yeah. I thought that was a bit harsh. No. Maybe... No? no? Six months? Six months. Six months it is. Yeah. Six months. So, Chris, come on, pull your finger out, mate, and uh, banish Bardi. Absolutely superb. That's uh, enough of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, we talked about it a little bit on the past beforehand, but... Uh, Tony D. Poison, now podcast regular. He said... You know, uh, you know I've, got, I've got to say one thing. Yeah? You, when you call him T, I think... You don't like I, it. It's not that I don't like it. So I, it's, it's just a bit weird. Sorry, I'm just abbreviating, really. I, I won't do it again. I mean, Tony and D, Tony and T is not really... Uh, well, know. he's no T. Well, do you not like it because I call you T? That's what it's about, isn't it? It's a bit weird. Oh, right, well, apologies. I'll do it again. But what was his question, anyway? Uh, his question is, how did, we, how did we all meet? I don't know, do we... We, we've kind of done that before, but... Um, it is, but there's, it's, it's a larger part to his question. He, he probably thinks that you formed us all like Voltron. Yeah. Uh, he said... Um, what the fuck did he say? You had it and you lost it. Yeah. Uh, it's how did you all get together. There's an abundance of Spurs fans. How did you find this mixture that makes the project po- podcast magic? Nice. How, do you, how did we all come together? Um, well, <clears throat> I believe it was from... Uh, listening to uh, another podcast yeah. uh, that we found was a bit negative and we thought we could we would we would try ha- our hand mm. at creating something a bit more light-hearted and a bit more on our own experience about going to Tottenham and stuff. Uh, so I think, did you uh, reach out to Spooks? Yeah, yeah, I reached out to Spooky and whatnot. But what, how, how do you feel about... Um I mean, I guess he's asking about the mixture of, of people. Why does it, why why does this work? Why, I mean, it never was never intended, was it? It was just kind of we got together, we chatted, we got on. It's a bit like um, like a Jackson Pollock painting where you just throw it at the wall and see what stuck. Yeah, um, I think um, I've often thought that if the fighting cock started in maybe 2016, maybe it might not have worked. It was a perfect storm. It was a perfect time, and we were able to kind of learn under the radar. So to speak, we had a lot of listeners in the first couple of seasons, but it was still a lot of trial and error, and we we're still finding our way. It's okay, I think. Now, Twitter has changed beyond recognition to when we started. When we first started out, we were doing requests for retweets from Jeff Brazier and Les fucking Phillips from um, was it from Carry On Movies and all sorts. Can you imagine doing that now? Nah. You know, nah. a, bunch of, a bunch of people just asking for retweets from random celebrities, asking Tom Huddleston. Tom Huddleston, didn't he do it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we've got a good question from Simon Gray. He says, what's the closest you guys have uh, come to getting sued for something you've said on broadcast? Um, we've never come close to getting sued because I don't think we've... Touch ever, wood. Yeah, touch wood. Uh, that we've ever said anything that was that libelous or defamatory that it would cause someone to go that far or they we don't have the reach in order for people to worry, worry about it. But we did have one... One major incident uh, uh, about um, Hope Solo. Yeah, that didn't go down well. No. Um, so just to give a bit of background, because it's okay to talk about it now. They, we had. Um, the, <laughs> do you remember the fappening? That was like a iCloud, iCloud hack, and all loads of pictures of people's genitals were spread around the internet. And we we spoke about uh, Hope Solo, and we were critical of um, the way a vagina looked. Yeah. And I. Uh, we just, I don't know, we were just having a laugh, as we always did. And uh, I think we, we said some pretty bad things. We did. Which pe- we, people would say in the, in a pub and whatnot. And um, I think w- it was at that point when we, we got the backlash that we did that we realised that we're not a responsibility, but you've got to be careful about what you say. And while I don't give a fuck about offending anyone, if the cause is right, 
I don't want to upset people just for some sort of stupid little joke. I think the podcast, I think, well, I can tell you from my personal time, my, my approach to the podcast did change from that, that, that day forward because we just, for the first couple of seasons, we did just say what we want. And that made me feel like, I still think, you know, we, we you know, make jokes and some are close to the bone. Mm. But I think the reaction to that made me think, you know what, um, I've got to probably think a little bit more about what, what I say in the pod. And that was probably a bit of a turning point, I'd say. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Rick? We're all humans, man. And like, we, we, we learn from either mistakes or a uh, kind of... You know, like from this from this pod and from, like, T was saying, when we, when we first started, it was just the hope that someone, just one person, would listen and enjoy it. And mm. you don't really realise how how much this has snowballed and how many people that listen to it from every corner of the world. Um, it's absolutely incredible. Mental. And, uh, I, I, you know, we, we thank you guys for downloading and streaming it every time you do. But um, you've also got to be, uh, you know, mindful of, of what you're saying. And not, like you were saying, not that the fact that um, you say something that's particularly cutting towards someone, but... You've also there are things that you need to take into consideration and take a step back and think. You know, how would you feel or how does that sound and things like that. So it's always kind of um, you know it, it's not in the back of my mind. And because when we when we record the podcast, we've always had a drink and stuff like that, and we're just uh, chatting as as lads do. But yeah. um, you do have to be uh, mindful of, of what you say at times. No, I think we're in. You know, I don't want to say PC times, but times when um, groups who didn't really have a voice have a voice. And I think it's a good thing, you know, because um, people say you can't say what you want anymore. But I think also just teaches you to have respect for, for other people, you know. In years gone by, you could say stuff about, you know, uh, people who are not straight mm. and, you know, all kinds of uh, ethnic minorities. But now you've got to kind of be... Um, but I think it's a good thing. It just teaches you to kind of look at people as human beings and... And even, as I said, the things I'd, I'd said previously in the pod when you first started out that I can't say now, and I don't, I don't bemoan that at all. Lots of, lots of people are, um, have asked about Chicago Dan and where is he? Um, I can't ask it all the time. When, when we say it on the pod, it's like they don't listen and they <laughs> ask again. <laughs> he, he was on the pod, he left, and we never heard from him again. Do you know He's what? in Chicago. Do you know what? You know what? I, I, He's got a baby in that, hasn't he? I, I'm going to put a, a line in the sand now. Mm. I'm going to get an update from him. I'm going to get an audio. I'm, I might even try and get a bit of uh, some filming as well. What? Get him to do like. What, are you uh, going to go to Chicago? No, yeah, mate, you got the money for that. No, well, well no, yeah. internet, man. <laughs> but uh, I'll get him to do uh, uh, an update where he is. What's, what's been uh, going how on? are you going to contact him? Mate, I'll speak to him. Yeah? Not really, but oh, I, I will do I'll get him. Don't worry. on Facebook. I, like, every now and again, we drop each other a line and I'll, I'll get him. Don't you worry. All right. Okay. Anything else? Um, any more for any more? Uh, it's no. obviously it's um, international week. Yeah, uh, it's good to get together with you boys. I love it. Uh, I mean, like, when it's international week, I know like we've we've regained this love of England, but uh, you know it's mm. not a weekend unless Tottenham play. Really, is it? No, it's shit, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> if you're still with us, if thirty percent of you are still, I love you guys. I love the fact that loads of people going, yeah, 30%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I told this on the pod before, but someone told, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, I'm really sorry, but he was in a, a, a petrol station in Kings Lynn, and um, he, some guy was listening to the podcast in uh, with the window down, um, and the guy walked past, goes, is that the Fighting Cop podcast? And the guy in the car went, yeah, 30% of the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> Fucking incredible. I love it, it's become a thing. <laughs> uh, we, we're, we're back towards the end of the week. Obviously, we've got a big game against Chelsea to preview, so we're back in the swing of Spurs stuff. Uh, really do consider coming to the uh, Arsenal so, uh, social. And uh, the Paul Robinson one, both of them are going to be incredible. And keep an eye out at the beginning of next month for news about well, some of the stuff that that the fighting cock are planning. It's uh, very exciting. Yeah! Come on, you Spurs.
Everybody wanna come and run it, but they're funny like a dummy in the bummy of your mommy. Fighting cock and we don't give a shit. Everybody knows flat baits and prick. We can get a sticky in the mini, sucking willy. When you're getting grilly, yeah, you're gonna bang the milli. Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.